Hello and welcome to the second episode of the TMT podcast, where we invite entrepreneurs from all backgrounds to have mindful conversations around business and technology. I'm your host Jojo. In this episode, we have the founding member of CarbonBase, Karen Wang, with us. CarbonBase is a climate tech startup building a fintech platform to facilitate a carbon offset for a global audience. Karen leads the data science initiatives and China team at CarbonBase. Karen is a slashy. She was named Forbes 30 Under 30, and now she's also a master student at Imperial College. Karen, we are excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Jojo. Okay, so before we kick off, could you introduce yourself and maybe share one of your fun facts with us? Hi, um, excited to be here. Uh, nice to meet, I guess, all the audience online. Uh, my name's Karen, so I am originally from mainland China, uh, actually a minority family, so uh, it's called Bai, so my, my mother tongue is actually not Mandarin, but uh, dialogue is called Bai. Uh, and I moved to Hong Kong uh, since my college, so it's been almost like seven to eight years there. Uh, so before coming to Imperial, my sort of career uh, or background is about uh, statistics. So I worked in Merrill Lynch uh, and then later in Microsoft, um, but both in the data sector. So which I guess like what I find is super exciting to use technologies to solve the um, issues we have uh, day to day. Um, and yeah, so we started Carbon Base since 2020. Uh, it's originally in Hong Kong, but later like we um, expanded, uh, moved to more regions, like starting from Shanghai, and so now we're pretty global, decentralized, uh, located. Uh, we have people in uh, Naomi, London. Uh, we have people in Shanghai and Hong Kong, German, Germany, um, and also like US. Uh, so yeah, so I, I, I guess like this is really um, unexpected surprise. Um, like I decided to join the CCMF, uh, so Climate Change Program at Imperial College. Uh, I'm almost finished right now, um, but it has been a really wonderful year. Um, yeah, so that's my short version of story. Thank you. Okay, that's good to hear your journey so far. Uh, maybe share one of your fun facts with us. Any fun stories? <laughs> fun facts. Um, yeah. I, I, I started to realize I mix up languages a lot um, mm -hmm. because... I guess I because I, I started with a dialogue uh, and it doesn't have characters. There is only speaking language of my mother tongue. Uh, and then later I learned Mandarin and I went to Hong Kong to pick up my Cantonese uh, and then English, of course. So right now, like I'm really, uh, my friends make jokes for me, like um, for me, like when I speak some sort of things, I kind of bother piece of language from everywhere um, hard to express my actual thoughts so that's I assume that's some, some fun facts is that someone yeah sure yeah. it's like you're really multi bilingual oh sorry multilingual and you can use different languages in one conversation very fluently I mean language is a really uh, interesting I guess it, it's not just symbol but also ways to express your thoughts uh, and also affect how you think uh and yeah, and also that like, evolves with uh, different environments you are surrounded by. So yeah, I like it a lot. If not uh, technology, I probably would just go to learn um, like language majors mm -hmm. at college. 
Yes, I see. That's good to hear. Okay, so let's get started. Uh, through my research, you have had so many different jobs, just as you mentioned slightly in your intro. You've been in wealth management. You've been in data and artificial intelligence. You've been in climate finance. So could you tell us about your career and how Carbon Bay started? Um, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I guess that's a really interesting moment we talk about this career... Uh, and the funny stories of Carbon Base as we're graduating, uh, and I, I know you're graduating as well. Um, so my, I, I didn't think too much, like begin uh, with my other internship and ended up with uh, corporate in Hong Kong. So it's pretty natural, like uh, Hong Kong is sort of like London, uh, like no matter what major you you have uh, like people talk about finance and go to finance. So I would say that's... Uh, Kind of coincident, I went to Merrill Lynch uh, so as my first job, I would say. Um, but it's in investment bank, but I, I was actually working in the technology field, so building the data engineering piece of, we call it exotic trading. Uh, so that's, um, that actually enlightened me how the data and then uh, digital tools uh, now, which is like really necessary in corporate and also to solve reward issues. Uh, so back to uh, later in Microsoft, to my team, I was at this they called the AI and the data team. So uh, part of the role I have is to build prototype, but really exciting because all the products I got to work with were really new launch. Uh, so back that time, it was like machine learning studio. So uh, there were a few document uh, documents I can refer to, but I sort of need to. Uh, figure it out by yourself uh, and then build those tours. Um, I would say like the thoughts are only connected looking backward. Uh, coming from such a uh, quantitative background uh, and then I got to learn about this climate issues um, like back to 2019 uh, or 2020-ish. Like uh, it was kind of a shocking moment uh, and, I, and the Microsoft they have this um, AI for good program, so uh, encouraging using artificial intelligence to solve this uh, SDG issues, climate issues, and a shocking number back that time, I remember, uh, like, we have this uh, sort of net zero goal, uh, not China yet, but other countries have it, and DC, and also climate goal back that time, but uh, the mission was really daunting, uh, like, look at how much carbon uh, or greenhouse gas emissions we need to avoid uh, and then reduct every year that was just like mission impossible and um, and so climate became really natural as the intersection of uh, like global issue uh, and it also required uh, like business involves and also like technology so uh, then we decided to start something from there uh, so 2020 me and my friend uh, we really looked at the carbon trading field in the beginning, uh, you know, like, um, and then later, like, uh, it realized, especially in Asia, uh, like, uh, the corporate side business just started to realize uh, they're part of this uh, important mission so to evaluate the carbon footprint. Uh, then we decided to start with the carbon accounting, uh, which is, like, one of the major uh, business lines we have right now to help the companies to uh, calculate the carbon footprint. Um, and yeah, so we didn't start, uh, what we do right now is totally kind of different from what we started, uh, but I assume all the startups are pretty, pretty much similar. Um, and yeah, so now, now this is one of the imp most, one, most important things we're working on uh, and trying to make innovations on it. Okay, I see. That's really interesting. So as far as I know, Carbon Base is 
your second venture, and I'm assuming you have built up any other ventures before. Would you be able to talk a bit about that? Yeah, so、uh, it's different topic.、Uh, so if not in Peru, I probably were. I probably would go to Cornell to、uh, study this biostatistic,、um, and this was because、uh, I my first entrepreneurship experience started at college.、Uh, so that project was with a couple of other、uh, PhD students from、uh, Harvard and MIT. So we built this synthetic biology、uh, experiment tour. So it was a、uh, hardware.、Uh, so we use a hardware for synthetic biology education for、uh, like. High school kids,、uh, and then like early, early age college kid.、Uh, so synthetic biology was、uh, not that a big thing back then time, but right now it's like super a、uh, huge deal. <laughs> like right now in in all the startup and the venture capital side,、uh, that one was exciting because I sort of find you don't have to like go to a corporate to build something that's really important.、Uh, so、uh, we. We added up with like a PCR endoscreen,、uh, and some other piece like microscope into one setup,、uh, so researchers can use that, and then they do the field research, and then they、uh, store the samples,、uh, and then do sort of like synthetic biology, create the experiment on it.、Uh, so I spent my time my last year at college actually、uh, in Hong Kong, Shenzhen,、uh, and I traveled to Boston twice、uh, for for this iGem competition.、Um, Yeah, so that was really eye-opening. I would say in Hong Kong, still not many people are working on startups、uh, back that time. Now, now there are more.、Um, but yeah, so that's like the first venture. But before that, I also participated in the program、uh, that's launched by MIT Innovation、mm-hmm. Node,、uh, which is still there.、Uh, that was like I think one of the first、uh, overseas int- innovation node MIT has.、Uh, so it brings up. Fifteen、uh, student、uh, from MIT side and fifteen from Hong Kong. So I was a part of that cohort.、Uh, so、uh, that was I would say it's a proper one to one about、uh, startup、uh, and then this whole story about entrepreneurship.、Um, but I got really lucky. I think to meet people around me like who is also as passionate as myself uh, into uh, future things. So that was the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's really impressive. And just as you mentioned, you first started in the, the essential tools for kids. I actually checked it last night. It's actually biological research on microorganisms, plants, and more. And I found it really interesting. And you guys are doing crowdfund sourcing online, right? Yeah, we we launched a、uh, Kickstarter.、Um, <laughs> yeah, some pictures are still there. So、mm-hmm. uh, actually, one of the、uh, Advisor of that pro uh, project uh, was George Church.、Uh, mm-hmm. I think he is one of the most famous、uh, synthetic、yeah. biologists in the world right now. Yes, he is from Harvard. Yeah, he、mm-hmm. has a、uh, church lab, so his student actually launched a lot of、uh, startups. So his name was kind of on board of、uh, oh. many of them. Okay, that's interesting. And then after diving into different areas, as you just mentioned, why did you come to Incurio to study climate finance? <laughs> uh, I will keep this short.、Uh, so, I didn't plan to go to master.、Uh, I probably would go to PhD. I'm still thinking about that.、Um, so, this is an advertisement moment.、Uh, the program <laughs> I'm taking is called CCMF.、Uh, the full name is Climate Change Management Finance. It's a、uh, kind of joint program by、uh, the business school and also the Grantham Institute. Like professors are from、uh, both schools, and also sometimes we have the guest lectures.、Uh, it's So, so as I introduced, like I worked like all the way from、uh, st- 
statistic uh, and I was like worked in technology slightly in finance uh, but I never like got proper trained in climate change uh, so I sort of told myself like I need to add that piece uh, to keep moving forward uh, as a way I mean it, one side is learning by doing but the other side this is just a growing but a whole new field uh, like people talk about climate for decades um, but when it really comes to uh, like f solution different topics for example like carbon trading there's just so much more to learn about uh, and I realized Imperial has this amazing like one year program uh, and it was COVID year uh, so I actually stayed in China for half of the program uh, I got to London February this year uh, and like the entire journey was just like uh, out of my expectations because I, uh, the cohort we have, uh, my classmates are from all over the world. Like we got to meet people from Ukraine, like Russia and the US and uh, I really like it. Uh, so highly recommend it if you uh, want to like have some interest to explore in this field. Okay, yeah, I, I totally understand how you came here to study climate finance seems like a perfect interaction between climate change and fintech. So coming from Asia, you work and studied in many countries. How do you compare the dynamics of climate change among different regions? Um, you know, one thing I really like and also worry about this issue of uh, climate change is it's a global issue. Like uh, all the countries are getting impacted by different levels. Uh, but it's sort of, it has this like space distance, also time distance. So people, some country people don't feel it. Uh, so I worked and started in uh, several places. I, I went to Sydney uh, for my first internship uh, and uh, and I went to Texas for from exchange at Baylor University and Hong Kong and mainland, of course, and now in UK. Um, and something I realized, uh, like it's not like some uh, particular countries are, uh, opposed to the climate change thing. It's just like, uh, it's hard to require everyone to take the same action mm -hmm. when the uh, like pace of development is still different. Uh, so right now, like in Africa, for example, like we're still trying to, uh, people are still trying to develop the grid uh, and then to uh, make sure everyone's got proper uh, power, proper like electricity uh, in the night so kids can go to school, uh, can learn. Um, and, but some other countries like Europe, uh, like the... It's totally different. So I would say the dynamic uh, is, I mean, different is just like a really general word to describe it, but coming from, uh, I guess, like Asian, Asian background, uh, like this is definitely an important topic. Uh, like young generations are making huge show, uh, participating in important roles in this. Uh, and the second is we just need so much uh like technology development, like right now the cost of driving down the emission is just crazily high. Uh, like one ton of emission, if using like CCUS, it can cost like several hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Cannot imagine like uh, Southeast Asia, like some countries can scale that. It's not possible. Uh, so and then third thing I would say, we need collaboration. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm pretty positive on this, especially last year in COP, like people started talking about building this global carbon trading network uh, and I think just moving slowly uh, mm -hmm. and I was in Europe like the uh, cross-border like carbon uh, tax um, things are launching uh, still there will be a lot of hurdles because uh, it's not just a climate issue it also influences the economy and also like the powers country can export and import uh, and people's living standard uh, but 
overall, I think we are moving toward the same goal. Uh, the uh, along the journey, like there will be just so much、uh, blank space. We need people to join and、uh, like to make to make solutions. Yeah, that's true. It seems we have very promising future, and I feel this ecos the ecosystem in Europe is so vibrant than other like Asia countries, and so many new companies are getting started and getting to scale.、Uh, do you like kind of kind of feel the same thing? Yeah, I mean we got lucky because we started before right before the COVID happened.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the beginning, we were in Hong Kong. Uh, so Hong Kong, um,、uh, Hong Kong is. Kind of in the middle, like people have the have realized,、uh, like climate is a big thing,、uh, and also you can see,、uh, like like less plastics are being used,、uh, sort of like that.、Um, and and then the second year we got to this、uh, accelerator is called Miracle Plus.、Uh, it's a former right company in China, so that launched our mainland China footprint.、Uh, so we later we moved to. Uh, we launched a team in Shanghai,、uh, and then some other people in Beijing,、uh, and then we started to.、Uh, I mean, first couple months are pretty overwhelming, because、uh, uh, China launched this thirty sixty goal,、uh, like getting to carbon peak by twenty thirty, and then、uh, carbon neutral by twenty sixty,、uh, and overnight, like everyone, not just in the environment field, like in uh, finance, uh, like uh, industrial, everyone come to us, like what is carbon neutral, and then to trying to talk with us. Uh, so we basically spend like a year to just have all the sort of educational conversations. I、uh, also do podcasts in China.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Climate X.、Uh, we've been been doing like for thirty forty episodes,、uh, and yeah. So this year coming to this year is a little bit cooling down.、Uh, so I think like people realize it's not just for marketing,、uh, but the actually the private side actually need to spend dollars on it. Uh, and more regulations are becoming like clear and clear.、Uh, that helps to drive the market as well.、Uh, and China just launched the、uh, carbon trading market, which is the biggest one in the world right now.、Uh, although just power industries are included so far.、Um, but coming to Europe, I mean coming to UK this year,、um, it's I expected, but still it's surprising because you feel you're surrounded by. People trying to engage and be part of this uh, action uh, rather than just、uh, sitting in the front door and then to learn what is going on,、um, and that's also I think like UK is actually one of the、uh, most exciting places you can you can do startups on climate because、uh, people are not just spending their passion、uh, but actually doing、uh, and then making things happening,、um, and and definitely like think like、uh, we also need like. Dialogue,、uh, not just country country level, but also like the business level, because climate is something not just we cannot just condemn、uh, public side.、Uh, like public policy is important, but at the end today, like we need business and also like even individuals to work together.、Uh, so that's also like a personal goal. I think it can、uh, mm-hmm. do something here. Yeah, sure. Just as you mentioned, there are a lot of policies being launched in the past few years, which will be the solid foundation for companies like Carbon Base, and these companies will become interesting to different types of investors. And I would expect even more activity and even larger funding rounds. Yes, just as you said, you are leading. The data science initiatives and China team at Carbon Base right now. So, how did you manage to study full time and work part time, especially with the seven-hour time difference? 
<laughs> I I hope my uh, professor will not hear this. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so this year, uh, I mean, especially uh, this six months has been really tough for me. Uh, and and then last week I actually just started another um like position. Uh, it's at the CCFI, so Climate Change uh, Finance Investment Center at Imperial College. Uh, so it's gonna be like a three months uh, summer research on topics of. Uh, nature-based solution uh, and the fiscal risk uh, around climate change. So how I manage my time? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm also trying to find the balanced way uh, I can make all the commitment, uh, commitments. So I usually, my, my daily is like this, morning up around 6 a.m. Uh, so that was like 1 p.m. in China. So I can talk with my team uh, and all the all sorts of day-to-day things. Uh, so morning, so that's also why I I had to miss many morning classes, uh, like unfortunately. Uh, but something really good and nice is like Imperial offers the recording uh, for other lectures. I basically can catch up after. Uh, in the afternoon, I try to come more to, to campus um, to talk with like classmates and then to uh, actually participate in the course. Uh, and like evening, I would, sometimes I would just be like super tired than uh, trying to like like fit myself well uh, and do some exercise so keep being energetic but I would I give credits to uh, like people surrounding me because every day you feel like you can learn so much uh, from the environment from my uh, friends many of my friends are coming here for uh, for their PhD studies uh, not just in Peru but also like Cambridge other universities uh, so we sometimes like um, like spend like the weekends or just like hang out together uh, so trying to think having a balance is not really about like hours of working. Uh, I would say it's different things happening at the same time, but uh, still it's uh, all climate uh, and uh, like the same topic. So um, like you, I mean, people are saying like this, like 10,000 hours uh, rule to <laughs> be good at something. But to be honest, I think you got to learn by doing uh, and also got learned by inspiring from uh, other perspectives so uh, this diversity really help um, and yeah so in terms of team so uh, I, I really want to thank my team uh, especially on the product side uh, engineers or the PMs uh, so right now we figure out a really nice way to do this remote work I mean they're in China but everyone's actually mm-hmm. on, online so we have been remote work since the beginning of COVID yeah. uh, so mm-hmm. we use tours like Lark uh, and then some other software building by uh, startups I know uh, and yes yeah, so one of them is called Hokdo, uh, so to, to help with the client chatting on the website uh, yeah, so I think to utilize technology, but also it's more like you find the better ways of coordination with your team. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they really tolerate me a lot. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see. So I feel the whole team is really committed to achieving your uh, shared goal. Okay, I totally understand how you feel uh, this semester because I was doing a full-time job, uh, full-time internships and my study last semester and I have sacrificed a lot of my free time. So I guess you you probably do. Okay, so is there anything that keeps you going forward? I mean, under this high-pressure environment? Yeah, I... I think I started to feel this late twenty crisis, uh, <laughs> from some perspective. But I mean, that's a joke. Um, the 
pressure. Uh, I'm more. Uh, I think that it's same for every entrepreneurs. Uh, the motivation is not really coming from yourself. Uh, instead of like deadlines, also like expectation from other people. Uh, so every morning, I mean, I basically wake up with a long list of to dos. Uh, and all the difficult issues to solve on the、uh, list. Uh, and I'll be really glad if I solve some of them by、like, going bad every day. Um. And the motivation, I I break it down into like short, medium, and long term. Ah,、uh, so short term is more to get things done. Ah,、uh, execution part. Ah,、uh, medium term. Ah,、uh, it's probably it's it's pretty dynamic. Ah,、uh, like for example, like this podcast, I didn't expect to to participate in this ah、uh, several weeks ago. So it's spontaneous ah、uh, activities and also like other. Uh, engagements are、uh, coming from everywhere.、Uh, it also keeps us moving forward.、Uh, and the long term, I would say, is trying to build a company around this is a pretty daunting thing. Because、uh, just say covering accounting,、uh, there are so many companies coming up,、um, but we still do not have a standardized、uh, and like really efficient tools yet. I mean, even ourselves,、uh, we're trying to、uh, sell this tool to、uh, we we're having. Uh, we've been working with pretty big companies. Uh, but there's just like so many, so much space we can improve. Uh, so that's one alternative goal. Uh, I think to build build some software、mm-hmm. or service can help people. Um, yeah, and but it, it evolves. Uh, since time goes, so. Yes, sure. That's really impressive. And just as you mentioned, a lot about your team, and I guess what was important to you when. Finding people with expertise that complemented yours, like your partners for the ventures.、Um, all the sort of think the, if not second, but most important like thing would be about people.、Uh, so we are pretty lucky. I will emphasize this.、Uh, I mean, right now we we're, we're almost like twenty five.、Uh, so people in China working with me on product size like almost ten.、Uh, um, I would say it. Um. So, so okay. So let's put it this way. So, uh, the first couple of uh people join the team really shape the culture and where the company is heading to.、Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the same case for us. Uh, I mean, in the beginning we just like three, like two people, and then now, uh, we are we're growing. Uh, and then we have like really diverse, a huge range of age, like people coming from. Tag from business, uh, people working in investment bank and working consulting, uh, students, uh, like interns, uh, so yeah. So one thing is like the the team really shaped the culture. So I would actually do the reverse way instead of like finding talent. Sometimes, uh, like people like make impacts on the company、mm-hmm. itself. Uh, and then second is uh, startup. It's it's kind of difficult to attract uh by. For example, compensation or、uh, other package coming naturally from、uh, corporate, so you cannot compare that. They、like, cannot give super high salaries to people.、Um, so one thing we did really well、uh, is trying to deliver the information, like what's what's our mission and what is we're working on through all the media channels,、uh, and then we organize conference so people see us and then reach out, say, hey, if we can work with you,、uh, and I would say like it's also depending on. Early like funny members like uh like we basically started with our friends uh and then like friends friends so、uh, I guess it'll be similar for all the companies but to directly answering that we uh I think at this stage I was first looking at the motivation、mm-hmm. uh and and then co- what was coming after would be the um intellectual 
like ability and the curiosity. Uh, because usually what we do is really uh something we never done before. Uh, it's really learning by doing. So, uh, motivation and then curiosity and then laughing. I would say, if it's possible, like having some proper training on this topic. Uh, because climate is actually really really. Uh, like with a pretty high entry barrier. If you go to details about what we do, uh, and yeah, so that's basically our case. But I assume it would be different stories for different startup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, as you said, this industry have a very high entry barriers, even with a diverse and a devoted team. I guess you have come across some challenges, because as far as I know, because the concept of carbon neutrality is quite new, and the China thirty sixty target has not been proposed for that long, so the time and effort invested in the industry has have actually been quite long in comparison. Although carbon neutral is a highly policy influenced industry, there's also a lot of room for technology to play, and this gives young startup. A lot of opportunities to create. So, what is the biggest challenge you have ever come across since joining Carbon Base? Biggest challenge, I would say, it's actually not about the specific problem. Uh, it's more to, uh, moving forward, like with the team. Uh, cause like building companies really sports game. Uh, rather than like like trying to be solo entrepreneur. Uh, so the challenge is like every time when we have new, uh, new people joining us, uh, like how to, uh, quickly, uh, sharing that mission and then trying to, uh, integrate that, uh, like new joiners into the whole team. Uh, and then, uh, on the one hand, uh, you need to work on the product, and then on the other hand, uh, we talk with so many different clients, companies every day. Uh, so their requests and their questions are, uh. Kind of helping us to polish and figure out where the product is heading to. Uh, so yeah. So in particularly in our case, uh, for example, we're trying to digitalize this carbon accounting process. So traditionally, it has been done by consulting. Uh, people like send people to factory to uh like the onsite and then count uh do all the Excel work uh and then trying to get out a report out of that. Uh, from that, uh, so in our case, uh, like one thing we're trying to uh, write all the protocols, uh, the emission factor database into one platform, uh, and the second is we're trying to connect the uh questions, uh, and then also the policy side, what's the uh registrations, uh, like like people need a company need to come, uh, for few ways, uh, and trying to translate that request, uh, and then to the data level. Uh, so every time we have new piece unstructured data coming, uh, from like for example, like we say it's scope one to three, so it's uh direct and then indirect emission, uh, and how you can uh incorporate that and then integrate that, uh, and in the end, uh, having a really simple tour, like people do not need to bother a lot of complicated education to, uh, play ways. Uh, that's really. Big challenge,、uh, and then you cannot imagine just like one or two people can finish that. It's really a sports. Like, I would say it's really done by a team.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's making sure the team,、uh, and then while moving forward, is the biggest challenge. I think at least for me right now, yeah.、Mm-hmm. I I believe you guys are working on the way to reaching this goal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next one is more or less like my personal interest. 
Usually, as the venture starts to grow, they will participate in dozens of competitions and awards to get funding for their business. But it's not an easy way. Failure is a very common thing. It seems that carbon base is an exception. So, what are the things that have brought the biggest boost in the development? And and I believe you just slightly mentioned the Miracle Plus accelerators. Maybe just elaborate more on this. Um. Yeah. So we. Uh, our initial supporter. So we were actually an university-born company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started with a really cheap uh co-working space at Hong Kong University. Uh, like back twenty twenty. Um, and like people around us, are still really good friends. Like they're also trying to build different startups. Uh, one of the companies called Planto. Like we've been really close to each other. Uh, help each other. Um, so coming from like university environment. Uh, it's not directly the funding side, but you have the exposure to talents. Uh, basically, a lot of smart people like who uh equally interested in climate issues. Uh, and also like the competitions. Uh, Hong Kong is has this vibe like uh cyberport and then all the universities and uh polyparasite like people is trying to boost this innovation. So we have a lot of we had a lot of pitching opportunities uh to share what we do. Uh, so use that as a wheel. We can uh attract people and also like to know investors and then to uh got into opportunities like Miracle Plus. So Miracle Miracle Plus comes comes a little bit later. Uh, so the it because like it's sort of focusing on mainland China. Uh, but it introduced us the door, like went back to to mainland China and then to uh work with a broader market. And yeah, and then our initial rounds are by a couple of angel investors and also like China Rock, uh, and uh, and also Miracle Plus. But I would say funding is just piece of that. Uh, more important is like, uh, like all the advisors, including like a team itself, uh, like people who were all part of this journey, uh, from different perspective. And one of the advisor we had, uh, actually worked in the UN system, so he's super. Uh, senior in uh, actually part of this initial conversations of the SDG goals uh, worked with Panky Moon. Uh, so I think like we got benefits uh more from uh people not just in the team but also like who believed in what we do uh and give their hands uh and of course like all the accelerators mm-hmm. uh and then like different cities uh so. Uh, like Hong Kong, Shanghai, Beijing, those are cities. I think you generally uh have more exposures to uh future future things. Uh, so it would make it easier for entrepreneurs to live their life. I would say. Yes. So it seems like not only the people on the team, but the external parties or investors, they are also giving you support to move the venture forward. That's good to hear. Then, how do you see the market is? Evolving and what are you excited for about for the next? As we know, you're graduating very soon. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I I'm trying to make it a bridge right now. Uh, so I'm working at this uh, CCFI on some research research topic. I am excited on the current market. Uh, especially the perspective how we can build a efficient one. Uh, so current market has two. Uh, one is called compliance market. Uh, in what is called a voluntary market, uh, compliance one as we know is like ETS system in Europe or China compliance market. Uh, the other side, the comp- a voluntary one is, uh, growing. 
uh, I mean, you got some controversial voices like uh, because it's basically uh, buying the uh, buying the access to pollute. Like some people will say that because like one ton of carbon converted to uh, one credit, and then company buy it, they can offset. Uh, so like efficiency they have. Uh, I'm excited about this because uh, we really go to the climate topic. Uh, like as I mentioned, uh, singly relying on public side the policy and also subsidies are definitely not enough. Uh, you have looked at the numbers estimations, like how much money we need to put into this field. It's crazily huge. A uh, lot in. Uh, so we definitely need companies to participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from economic, uh, like carbon emission naturally is something we call the externality. Uh, so in the past, when you emit carbon, you don't need to pay for that. Uh, but it's not the case anymore uh, because we realize like it ha- has this negative impact to the, to the climate issue. Uh, so so things created later on, like carbon tax, like carbon market. Uh, so voluntary one, uh, it has existed for less than three decades. Uh, but uh, I think like one is... Uh, it's new, so so much space because it has like problems like double counting and then uh, not trans- transparent and also inefficiency, uh, not enough supply and demand. Uh, and then second is uh, Asia, it plays really important role because uh, most of the currency, like important, it's an important region to create the projects, uh, create the credits. Uh, and also it's the uh, innovative financial instrument you can really bring the capitals to uh, invest in the decarbonization project and nature-based solutions. Uh, so I think that's important field to work with. Uh, and then I will wrap up this with, um, uh, and also from where I'm coming from, I think like uh, there's so many people working in climate, but uh, why am I doing that? Uh, what's the special things I can bring to the table uh, is really how you can utilize the technology with a cost-effective way mm-hmm. uh, and to self, I think, contribute some solutions and, and take voluntary carbon market as one of them. Mm-hmm. I see. So it seems like you were talking about the big sections or the industry you want to focus on. But breaking it down, I know you are now focusing on team building projects and product development on the mainland China market. And as you say, you are also doing podcast called Climate X and host weekly salon inviting the most inspiring speakers from academia, investment and startup field. Will you still focus on this area in the future or you will like hire new talents to do these kind of things? So, uh, yeah, we are constantly looking for talents. So uh, if you're interested about Carbon Base, welcome to send an email to Karen or hello at carbonbase.co. Uh, and of course, I mean, like we, uh, like one thing is to build the product and then like all perspective of it. But the other thing is, uh, I think like being an entrepreneur, you also realize it's a, uh, it's a activity to build the machine, to build, to build the machine. Uh, so uh, I think like team building can be part of that. So uh, I'm trying to like, uh, like people walk from different background of life. So how they can uh, like contribute what's they are, what they're good at uh, and then eventually uh, to move as a team. That's sort of, uh, I would say people perspective, entrepreneurship building, like I call it like team engineering. Uh, and, and the other thing is, uh, and we're, we are trying to evolve in uh, how we think about this and how we make solutions as well. Uh, so my role is really changing along the way as we are changing as a team. 
Uh, so like in short future, I would say we are still trying to expand a team uh, in a really global way uh, and would not restrict ourselves into certain region or country. Uh, and, and also like we are really welcome to get challenged uh, by by people who is better than us. Actually, like the I think the 10 to 20 uh, people later who join our team, uh, most of them has have much more experience than me. Uh, so it's for, for myself, it's really a learning journey. Uh, instead of like uh, uh, working alone. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I see. So just give a quick shout out to all the great talents. If you're interested in climate finance and fintech, feel free to reach out to Karen. Okay, so next, uh, you mentioned a lot about how carbon-based could help corporates to take effective actions against climate change using blockchain backed technology. So what do you think are the best ways for consumers or individuals to take actions? Yeah, so um, individual compensate the key part of the entire climate actions. Uh, so what we do right now is mostly to be so uh, like facing business side. Uh, but individual has important roles for several reasons. Uh, one is consumer has a power like we are uh, purchasing things that's also one of the way we vote for uh, the future uh, even it's tiny but coming up together that's huge uh, contribution uh, and second is uh, each of us we also have a carbon footprint uh, so I think like to begin with knowing uh, how much carbon you emit uh, so know like we as an individual how uh, like which part of are we part of the solution or part part of the problem? That's uh something really easy you can start with. Uh, we have a uh free carbon calculator on the website, carbonbase.co. So I uh, want to check it out. Uh, and the third thing, individual we are part of different organizations in the society. So no matter what industry you working on, uh, or a student or uh different jobs you have, uh, like. Everything you do, I think, to bring that initiative and the voice into like things you have, uh, that's really helpful. Um, and everything like in the end, we are trying to not trying to save the earth, but trying to save people. Because uh, climate, uh, like Earth, has its own uh, system. Like the temperature, uh, like comes up, comes down, everything's. Um, but the climate issue really impacts people's living. Uh, so. Uh, something we do here is for all of us. So I think having that awareness is extremely important. Yes, sure. I totally agree with you. Yes, as we know, nearly everything we do and consume has a corresponding carbon footprint. The food we eat and the clothes we wear, the transportation we use and the apps we download. And I know Carbon Base launched a mini program, something like Carbon Footprint Calculator, which you can find on the official WeChat channel, but I'm not sure if, if it's still applicable. So just want to check with you. <laughs> yeah, so we have two versions. Uh, one in Chinese is on WeChat, because you know, in China, everything's on WeChat. Uh, yes, if you search Tanzhongbao, uh, and other version, another version we have uh, is on our website. Uh, I think it's still there, uh, it's carbonbase.co. Um, or yeah, I try to publish that on LinkedIn again. So uh, if anyone anyone's interested, yeah, sure. And I will attach the link down the podcast for listeners who are interested to explore a bit more. Okay, so we've talked a lot. So finally, 
For the young professionals who would like to build their startup, do you have any tips for them to start? Um, yeah, that's uh, some question. Uh, I would frame it as if I knew it earlier, what would I do three years or a couple years ago? Um, like, first of all, I, I'm not encouraging everyone to trying to go to this field because uh, building a company, no matter what role you are, uh, either you're like a senior or like a, just an intern of a startup, it's definitely different level of challenges compared with uh, working in a company. Uh, so aware of that, uh, I think is, is something uh, you should know. Uh, and But if you think like you, you might like this, uh, why not give it a shot? Uh, I think like we are entering a really different a uh, whole new world of working. Uh, so like COVID came, like every, everything is online. Uh, it seems like everything still works well. Uh, so I would say, uh, especially maybe I can talk more on the climate field uh, and then uh, on the data field. Um, tips, first of all, uh, like you got to have that in the, that motivation from yourself. Uh, if you're forced to like to start up, that would be really nightmare. Uh, so try not do that. Uh, and then second is try to know and then get connected with people, especially those who are smarter than you, and then you think like they can you can learn something from them. Because uh, in the end, uh, nobody is a solo entrepreneur. Uh, and and the third is. Idea is important, but action are much more crucial. Uh, and then sometimes we know like people, a uh, startup uh, becomes really, uh, really fa- like doing really well. It's not because they have a golden idea. Like everyone can has idea or opinion, uh, but people who can really carry carry on that, that and uh, to make something happen, it's really dedication of time and effort. Uh, and also compromise, like you, if you do start up, probably you cannot work, uh, get a really high compensation from other companies, uh, especially people from like really fancy background. Uh, and then last thing I would say is to uh, try to like, um, try to do not be, I mean, try to enjoy failure. Because uh, most of the time it's about failure. Like after several rounds of failure, the good night of failure, you will realize uh it's actually the fast way you can learn. So the entire entrepreneurship journey is like a squeezed uh, experience of knowing your unknowings. Uh, and that would be so uh, beneficial, I bet, like when you enter your 30, 40, or moving on uh, like different path of life in the future, even you do not end up with being an entrepreneur. Mm. Yeah, that's well said, because I feel the same failure as we define it. It's the first attempt in learning. So you have to enjoy your life, observing the unmet needs in life, and find a talented cohort to solve it. Yes, that's a very good advice from uh, Karen. Thank you so much. So for listeners who are interested in learning more about Carbon Base or Karen herself, how can we reach out to Karen? Yeah, so um, feel free to, I uh, think, to just give me a message on uh, linking or email. So my email is karen at uh, carbonbase.co. It's very simple. But if you're on WeChat, feel free to add me as well. Uh, but the most straightforward way would be linking. I would be there. 
that's good to hear. Yeah, there's so much inspiring information to give you ideas on how to help climate change by growing, eating, and living sustainably. So my conversation with Karen convinced me that personal carbon accounting is a constructive exercise, so long as it inspires direct and collective actions. And it is in that spirit that the carbon-based team undertook an ambitious challenge. So if we care about climate change and support the progressive policies that protect our environment, our lifestyle should probably reflect those values. Again, Karen, I think that's bringing to the end of the podcast. Thank you for being here on the podcast. We are excited to have you. Yeah, thank you, Jojo. Uh, wish wish success to this podcast as well. Uh, thank you. I'm very lucky to be one of the first few speakers here. Laughing, our encourage people to watch a movie it's called don't look up so it's a, a slightly like i mean new launch a movie with one of my favorites uh, when we start jennifer lawrence uh and it's it has like environment climate change background story behind that uh and i think that's really inspiring uh one like start to rethink about uh, entertainment uh, about climate and then about ourselves mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. yes and it's also a very good starting point for people who don't know much about climate change and climate finance. Okay, so for listeners, thanks for listening to TMT Podcast and indulging in some feel-good insights for the mind. See you next time. Bye. Bye.